When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. I missed Joel there. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel L. Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. What do you think we're talking about? We're talking earnings, obviously, right? Netflix, Chipotle, Johnson Johnson, Coke. We are in the thick of it, folks. And that'll be the theme of today's show. We will talk banks as well with our guest, Nate Tobik. He runs CompleteBankData.com at 8. He'll be on at 835. Um, but yeah, and look at Bitcoin today. We should talk about Bitcoin as well. Bitcoin is having its first good day uh, in quite some time. All the Bitcoin stocks are at the top of my filters this morning. Before I throw it to you all, go ahead and drop us a like if you could. We'd appreciate that like. Subscribe if you haven't already. And Joel, help us make sense of this because we were talking about this just 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 now uh you know on, on the prep call and uh indexes uh, s&p's down it's mixed it's mixed it's uh, uh we're up i mean let's okay. just look at the bottom line from the close on uh yesterday at 1550 show, show us those charts and it, I mean, it's right there with Friday's close. So a moment of a decision here for the market. Friday's close, 18.50. We're trading 17 and a quarter. Monday never happened. Got it all back on Tuesday. Pre-market high. We're 20 handles off that at 38.50. Uh, weekly number in that area, 43.10. Absolutely nothing there on the downside. So if we go into reverse, see maybe if we want to test 4,300. Uh, crude, two-buck range. Uh, they hit it on the oil number, brought it back, 68.32. I guess you got to be thinking about half of this move. We'll eyeball it. I'd call it 7172 if you're looking for a rebound in the crude market. Uh, silver dipped under 25 the first time and survived. Did it yesterday, survived too. That's up a dime at 2509. And Bitcoin couldn't quite get to the bottom of the trading range, caught a bid up 1820 at 31535. And Ethereum's going the same direction at 190650. That's up $117.75. Uh, Triple D, you're, you're looking at the stocks, you're looking at the futures, and uh, there's very few times when you're like, I'm so confused. Yeah, Let's see a- how things are going to shake out. It, it, it's a very weird market because we get this, you know, not great headline from Johnson and Johnson last Horrible. night that the one shot 
apparently doesn't work. This comes from the New York Times. The one shot apparently doesn't work against the Delta variant. So you'd naturally think that they would probably hit the reopening stocks on that. You'd think they would hit Johnson & Johnson on that. You'd think, but this is not what has occurred. They've actually had a full reopening rally going here this morning, and they're hitting the tech stocks. So give us the news from the New York Times, Spencer, because okay, yeah. um, I just butchered it. I, I want to give the full context of this. I'm just going to read straight from the, the article. The coronavirus vaccine made by J&J is much less effective against the Delta and the Lambda variants uh, than against the original virus, according to a new study. Although troubling, the findings result from experiments conducted with blood samples in a lab and may not reflect the vaccine's performance in the real world, but the conclusions add to evidence that the 13 million people with the J&J vaccine, of which I am one, may need to receive a second dose, ideally, of uh, the Pfizer-BioNTech uh, or the Moderna uh, vaccines. So there we go. I would have thought that, one, J&J probably hit on this, which it did not. Two, I would have thought that the reopening stocks would get hit on this, which they did not. Three, I thought maybe, you know, like, You'd think like the you know, like maybe the tech stocks rally on this, but they did not. It's doing the exact opposite today. So it's uh, opposite to logic today. What you would think. I don't know if that continues or if that trade continues. It is coming in a little bit. Where you are seeing tech weak though, very very weak here this morning. Apple um, down, trading down. The Qs are trading down. It's the reason the S and Ps are not up more because you got a substantial rally going on in the banks. You've got a substantial rally going on in oil stocks. You've got a substantial rally going on in a lot of the reopening stocks. There's a lot of stocks on my on my screen that are green. The only thing really holding the indexes down today is tech. That's where the weakness is, and it's holding a, enough down that SPY has almost went to the red, which is shocking because I look at my screen. I got about 100 stocks on my screen. I bet you 90 of them are green. So, and it's it's very clear. It's tech that is red. So I guess it's just so much waiting with the apples and the Amazons and the mm-hmm. Facebooks that when those are red, that's hard for SPY to go green. So, um, anyway, so you look at IWM, you get a better picture of the broad market. IWM is trading up substantially, up 0.61 percent, building on yesterday's wicked rally. I mean, wow. Um, they started buying them right off the hop, and they did not stop buying them. Like you said, Joel, getting all of Monday's losses back. IWM trying to get all of its losses back from the last two weeks in one day. So incredible rally. Um, that entire list that I gave at 9.05, they all went up. I mean, everything went up, so it's not like I'm a genius here. But, you know, we talked, you know, I gave a list at 9.05 of stocks that I was eyeing. Goldman Sachs ended up going up like $14 yesterday. Wynn Resorts. Disney, Sonos, Maxar, RKT, which was downgraded. I gave a 16 level. That turned around and closed green. So um, there was a lot of money to be made just buying the dip again. I guess that's the strategy, the eternal strategy that continues to work, Joel. Buy the dip. Uh, you're talking about the big tech components and being in the red. And, uh, you know, we talk about the, the top components in the index. Apple being number one. That's down 40 cents. Good day yesterday. Microsoft is in the red by 80 cents. Amazon's up just fractional. Uh, but Google's in the red. But look at the day, Google. Uh, what was it? Yesterday? Did I see that thing way up? Nope. Didn't get back up to all-time high. But that got back a lot of the losses. Facebook's in the red here as well. And Tesla's in the red, too. But just marginally. But uh, that was a good call. You were saying, hey, you know, something's got something's to gotta give here when the S&Ps came down to unchanged and uh, got a nice 5-6 point uh, bounce out of there. But perhaps the culprit... Uh, in the tech sector is Netflix. 
Not really, though. I mean, they no. got hit hard on the initial report, but it has come. It came all the way back and went green. Like they, the, the classic buy the dip. This got hammered forty bucks on the report, and uh, sellers remorse wow. because ten minutes later the stock had get, gotten two thirds losses back and ended up going green. But give us the report. It's the big one from last night. NFLX. So here's what the algorithm probably saw. They probably read a Q2 EPS $2.97 versus a $3.15 estimate. So, okay, so they missed that number. And they probably also read that uh, they lost uh, subscribers uh, for for the first time in in a while. Uh, So that that was the reason for the drop. But if you look a little bit deeper, uh, there are reasons to be positive from this report. So the sales came in above estimates. Their Q2 uh, subscriber ads, they had a low bar to clear. And they did clear it. It was uh, 1.5 million uh, subscribers added last quarter versus a uh, 1.1 million subscriber estimate. Uh, going forward, they guided uh, light on subscriber ads for the current quarter for Q3. They guided they would add 3.5 million subs this quarter versus a nearly 6 million sub estimate. So they were light on the Q3 guidance, uh, uh, sub guidance. Um, and so there was that as well. Uh, we also, uh, uh, they talked on the call, which we streamed on our channel about uh, their plans with regards to video games. They discussed that a little bit, um, and I have some thoughts there. But as far as the numbers are concerned, um, it was a bit of a mixed bag. It was a low bar to clear in terms of the subscriber ads. Um, they cleared it, but light on the on the guidance going forward. Uh, it's sort of a, it, I, a bit of a divided situation here. You either think that, the growth is still there or you don't. There's really no middle ground. It bounced right where it should have bounced last I night. Wonder. I don't know who's selling it down into the 480 to 500 support, which has <laughs> been support for this stock forever. We talked last week when they were doing the gaming. We're like, well, it's coming up into the resistance area. So I like the headline, but it's hard to buy it when it's at resistance. It's been in a trading range. Well, I came all the way back down to support five days later. So you got to read the levels to a certain extent, man, 480 to 500, huge support for Netflix. Yeah. And I'm just looking at this, uh, on a monthly and it's not quite yet like the, um, like the Amazon chart because, uh, you know, the, you don't have as many highs in the same area, but this has basically gone nowhere for a year. I mean, you had the breakout. Went to the all-time high, pulled back, back to new all-time high. This is just really in the middle of no man's land uh, for me. I mean, the daily chart, too, gapping all over the place. So I'll just, you know, that discount that low because it really doesn't feel, unless the market goes major in the reverse, that we're going to get that. But let's see if they can get it green again. I think that's a, a good level for the day is to look at the closing price from yesterday at 531.05. That's another five bucks off the high. So I guess after that big dip under 500 for the, just, I'm going to use the close as resistance and then coming back on the downside, you may even get a look at yesterday's low at you probably will at 520.30. So below 520.30, I see how things open up on the downside. Uh, but that's where we're sitting down 605 at yeah, 535. Look at that. That's what at 4 a.m. That's uh, at the or though that was after hours yeah. after the rebound. Yep, that's where they made that's where they made their stand. I and with regards to the uh, the gaming which they discussed um I want to. I, I want to read. Uh, uh, they late on that. 
No, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, okay. But but they use like the, the key words that I heard uh, in in watching their like analyst their their version of an analyst call. Uh, they used the words internal production, which I think we all assumed. But um, hinting at yeah, eventually they're going to make their own games. But I I, I want to read this comment here from Michael Pactor, who has been bearish on Netflix for a very long time. So it's worth noting that because he's been wrong. But you know we, we hear Netflix is getting into games, and we think oh that's so exciting right oh they're gonna they're gonna disrupt the space and it, it, it's, it's such a natural fit it's a natural synergy here's what packer had to say about this games are expensive to make and present technological delivery challenges while netflix commented that will it will initially focus on mobile games we question whether the company has any idea how difficult the mobile games business has become the business graveyard is littered with corpses of content companies that have failed at making mobile games with disney the most prominent failure even video game publishers like Activision, EA, Take-Two, Ubisoft, and Nintendo have tried for years to create compelling mobile content, and each has lasted success, lasting success only through acquisitions. So just because they say they're going to do it doesn't mean they're going to do it, and I think it's worth remembering that. Um, or doesn't mean they'll succeed, and I, I think it's worth you know keeping that in the back of our minds. So anyway, um, By the Dip is the story of the day, at least in Netflix. It seems to be the story of the day in this market always. There's no dip to be bought in CMG, I'll tell you that much. This thing just ripped right off the report and never looked back. This thing's making a new all-time high here. Once again, it's a stock that I've not liked forever. So, yes, sometimes I do get a lot of things wrong. And, yes, I admit it when I'm wrong. I've been wrong on CMG for a long time, not liking the stock, not liking the valuation. The stock just continues to rip higher. So, uh, congratulations to the bulls. CMG, wow. Uh, that initial spike took it to uh, the only thing I can give you here is sixteen fifty five. We're twenty three bucks off that. Uh, you know, longer it takes to get up there. What was the old old time high? Hmm. Going back, uh, sixteen twenty six fifty seven was the former old time high. So if you want to use that as support, you can. But really, the only thing I can give you is that 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 initial spike up, and that's the current old time high, sixteen fifty five. Do not like the burritos. Uh, the numbers were good. The EPS beat. The sales beat. Comps up. Obviously, they're up huge over year. Uh, also, obviously, is that their digit their uh, sales growth on the online orders is slowing. Uh, if you recall, I think it was last quarter, it may have been two quarters ago, where uh, Chipotle made the majority of revenue from online sales for the very first time. Uh, that number has now set back. The majority coming from in-person sales as stores reopen and their online revenue growth slows. Uh, but nothing real surprising to me from this report. They also authorized a $200 million buyback, which is a little bit small, but notable nonetheless. Um, and yeah, uh, that, that was basically... To me, this one was like sort of predictable in terms of not what the stock would do, but in terms of what the numbers would be, right? It was obvious that their, that their online order and growth was going to slow but their overall sales growth was gonna was right. gonna increase um, to me. So Chipotle, uh, yeah, trading higher on uh, on good numbers, and you can extrapolate that to the entire fast casual space if you want. Um, the one thing I, I saw when he was on uh, TV after the fact was they, they talked about a lot about commodities and how they're watching uh, they're watching that, and he said no real, they're not seeing any real effect in terms of customer traffic from the Delta variant. That's what they said. On, that's what that's what Brian Nichols said on TV. So worth noting. I mean, it, it works in both environments. We know fast food has. So, I mean, this works in a lockdown. It works in a reopening. 
it just works. CMG has just been working for a long time, as long yeah. as they don't get E. coli. <laughs> oh, that was so, a while ago. Wasn't long, it? And it's completely forgotten. So, and you know, and yeah. good for them. They've turned their company around. It hurt the brand for a long time. Me and you, Joe, are specifically worried about the brand for a long time. Uh, but obviously, those fears are long gone, and CMG is winning. So, stocks making new all-time highs. I don't short them. It comes. It comes down. If your food is good enough, people will forgive and forget. And I think in this case, the food is good enough. People will forgive and forget, even though Joel doesn't doesn't like it. I think it's okay. I don't think it's any different than all these other Mexican restaurants too. But anyways, I'm not to judge the food. What about it's Cadoba? Do you guys like Cadoba? Yeah, they're, they're, same thing. They're all the same. <laughs> this doesn't taste any different. Does that but one, but one gets a fifty times valuation and the other one doesn't. I mean, you got the name right. So um, branding. That's Q D B A. Um, no, that's that? that's a uh, Jack in the Box owns Cadoba, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. G- I believe G- you're right. A C K. Okay. Right. Yeah, hmm. I'm pretty sure. I, I so uh, I haven't looked at that one for a what while. What wing stop? Are do people still eating a ton of wings during the pandemic? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Wow. They are. It stopped going up finally. So it what about Shake Shack? Finally, it stopped going up. How's that Shake Shack doing uh, by the office? You been oh, going over there? good man. These things. Well, Shack uh, actually has hey, performance. To, to to Joel's point, the line is no. Well, not that I go outside much, but. Uh, what Joel's referring to is when the Shake Shack first opened up downtown, the line was out the door every single day. Um, it's not still out the door, if, if that's what you're wondering. Right. And I took Dennis there, and he complained about 13 bucks, and he was still hungry. Yeah. I had a and burger. And a, they didn't give you enough fries. I'm going to pay $13. For, I, you want to be are big eaters, man. I can eat. If I'm going to pay 15 Wait. bucks for a hamburger and fries... They better fill me up. Spencer needs to make a correction. Spencer needs to. I've been corrected by Randy from the news desk. He said, "If I'm there at noon, it is, it is slammed." Is what Randy just and Randy is would that? know because he's there all the time. So uh, I stand corrected. Shake Shack by us is slammed every day. Why? Why would you? Um, why would you not just order online and then just go pick it up? Why would you wait in line? People don't think ahead, Joel. I don't know. <laughs> People don't think ahead. I'm the same way. I don't think ahead half the time either. I don't know. All right, you just decide at the last second. Is our last no, global still close? Too expensive. Next, uh, Joel. I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we can go to Coke. We can go to Hog. We can Coke. go to Sleep Number. United Airlines. Where do you want to go next? Sleep Number. Okay, this is your big disaster loser. stock of the day. Uh, SNB. Why? Why? Um, I'm not quite sure. So their EPS, their, their EPS because missed. everything else was up, and they had to sell something. Their, e, their EPS missed 88 cents for Sabaco Seven. Their sales oh, missed yeah. 40 yeah, yeah. three. But they raised guidance for the year. They raised their EPS guidance for the fiscal year by uh, three by 75 cents from 650 to uh, or six yeah from 650 to seven and a quarter. So they raised their guidance, but it was a light quarter for them. I'll go first on this one. This oh. is easy. Hundred bucks. Yeah, gotta one. hold a hundred, and it's not. It's at ninety eight, ninety five. So I've been all these monthly lows right yeah. here, ninety eight, seventy five. Yep. So gets back. I mean, today obviously it's only a buck fifteen away uh, from there. Uh, what is the pre? Ooh, we still got a seller. We got a step down seller out there, Dennis. He is not lightening up yet here. Uh, ninety-eight fifty is where we're currently trading. Pre-market low ninety-eight. I guess if you want to try and buy the dip on this one, 
Just wait to see what that low is at 929 and 59.999 seconds and see if it pulls an NVIDIA on that one. But uh, long-term investors, this thing's got to get back over 100 and hold it. Next. All right. Dennis said like that. I want to review and thoughts. I, I nah, I don't have any thoughts. All right. Joel yeah, did it perfectly. That was perfect. Like that guy from old school. That was perfect. Okay. And, uh, and the other uh, uh, purple innovations – which yeah. Dennis thought I was know what well, you were saying. That's a play for SNBR, and I was like, "Is it?" Let's talk about. And I was that. like, "I always trade purple with tech stocks." And I was like, no. "Oh, it is. It's like mattress tech." <laughs> That's what it is. It's mattress tech. Mattress it's- tech. But I always trade with the tech stocks, so I was surprised when I didn't even know what they did. I just thought it was a technology company. It's mattress technology. Yeah. So That's I don't cool. know this purple stock. I trade every once in a while. It's kind of fun to trade. PRPL. Yeah, I buy it on twenty four bucks. I totally a bad level. I don't know anything about the company though. So. I forgot all about it until Joel mentioned it a half hour ago. I trade it every once in a while. It's kind of fun to trade. I forgot. Wasn't there some other mattress companies that yeah, like there's, merged? There's, there's Casper. There's CSPR. That was an IPO. You don't want to go there. Um, and there was one more. There was one more. Yeah. Wait. Didn't like mattress yeah, firm? Yeah. And didn't they merge with like Sleepies? Right. Oh, what's the ticker? I don't remember the ticker. MFRM was the other one. But okay, enough. Okay. Uh, enough of sleep here. We can go to let's let's talk about um, let's talk about Coke here. Coke is trading higher. It's, Very unusual. Uh, okay, yep. Yeah, for Coke, it was a good quarter. They had earnings uh, this morning. Uh, EPS beat, sales beat. Um, they guided uh, some okay numbers on this uh, sales growth for the year. And uh, yeah, they, it was a, it was strong guidance actually for Coke. It's a nice left. Coke's been okay, making new highs. You can't argue with the new highs. Let's see if it can hold on to it. Oh, who paid out to fifty seven, fifty seven seventy? On Coke, get excited, Joel. Fifty seven seventy. I know it's Coke. What did did Warren go to seven cokes a day instead of six cokes a day or something? He possibly did. Oh. I don't even know what to say about this one. I don't know if you'll see the top of yesterday's range at 56.33, but I don't know if it got anywhere near that pre-market high. I, I don't think it will. I think all it's these stocks are reporting. This is tough one, man. This is crazy. Joel, Joel's making a good point here. All these stocks are reporting like Cokes and the Verizons, and you just go through in the Johnson and Johnsons. I mean, these aren't big movers. So if you're paying up two bucks for Coke on an earnings report, you're probably on the wrong side of the trade. <laughs> Because they don't usually go up five, they don't usually go up Never four. Go. You know, they this is a big move, a, a, a huge move for Coke as a buck. It, it's Coke, so I mean, you've got to kind of have an idea of what you know. One, you can look at the options to get a feel for it, but if you trade a stock a lot, you kind of know what it does on earnings. It beats, goes up a buck. It misses, it goes down a buck. It's going up two. Well, it's probably an overpay, and it's come right back in. So it's a good report. It's probably doing what it's what it, what it's supposed to do at, at a, being up a buck. But if you're going up almost two bucks, that's a lot to pay, man. You know, you think there's enough stock in the book maybe to hold this down for well, like probably a- fifty seven. Great call, Joel. Joel with great calls all morning <laughs> here. He must have slept well last. <laughs> Let's go look here at the book. So we're going into our Coca-Cola. I bet you there was something even at 56.50 yesterday. What kid was on my computer and closed my book? I'm going to yell at these kids. (laughs) Uh, The the book's closed here. I got to open it up. So I never closed my book. 
thanks they're probably to, playing around while watching. Thanks to uh, thanks to Tarisky on the chat. TPX Tempurpedic. That was the other. That was the other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Coke. Oh yeah. Joel. One hundred and forty thousand shares at fifty-seven. Now it's trade two sixty already, so it can take that out. You got the volume to do it, but you got a lot of stock below that too. So it has not been. When's the last time Coke was to fifty-seven dollars? Uh, it's Back been a long early twenty twenty. Yeah. Yep. Huge, yeah, huge size. And then if you keep going, fifty-eight dollars, one hundred and forty-nine thousand more. Now I don't think we're going that high, but if it just went to full silly town somehow, like it did in the pre-market, you got a whole major bunch of resistance up there in the upper fifty-seven. So, uh, one hundred thirty thousand at fifty-seven is the first stopping point. Can it take that out? If it does, then it opens up into the mid fifty-sevens. We got another forty thousand fifty-seven fifty. What we're looking for newbies out there, we're looking at the New York book right now. We're looking at the, tr- the stock that is out there. You can subscribe to this, 60 bucks a month, depending on your broker. But it allows you to see all the orders that are on the designated market maker's book. These orders are not pre-market orders. They are, they are regular session-only orders on the NYSE because the NYSE doesn't have a pre-market. So, like, they use ARCA for that. So, this lets you know where kind of the liquidity is, where it's going to thicken up, where, you know, the stock potentially can go. If you have a stock that's trading 20,000 shares, just giving you a, a, an example, and it's got 200,000 shares in the book at a certain level. It takes at least 200,000 shares worth of buyers to take that out. If it's only trade 20, it's probably not going to be able to do it. Now, Coke's trade 260. We're early. Might trade four or 500 before. So we can take out that 130,000. But the yeah. next 149,000 up at 58, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, how did this trade up to 59 last March? I, I mean, I was it, excited for Coke. Doing, everyone's they were drink. stocking up. You know, they were knew the pandemic was coming. Everyone I got to look at Stocking up on their Cokes. I got Cases of Cokes I, in your basement because we're not going to get out of this lockdown is what they were thinking last year. And you got to have Coca-Cola? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, if, you're, if you're going into the zombie apocalypse, which it looked like back then, you might as well have a lot of Coke. It's a stables play. All the stables people were talking up. Do we remember forget? lining up the Costco lineups around the block? Ding, 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 ding. They were yeah. all lined up. They couldn't get toilet paper. Cry couldn't get Coke either. Maybe not. Wow. Yeah. On March 4th, this traded 59 bucks. It might trade I... there again one day. It's not too far away. No, no. Interesting. Wow. Okay. All right. Anyways, boring. Let's move away from the, the earnings because a lot of them aren't super interesting. Like UAL is not super interesting and Harley Davidson, whatever. I guess now there was Coke. Um, let's talk about Bitcoin a little bit this morning because the stocks are all, that are all leading my up move, my up filter here in Benzinga Pro are all crypto stocks, right? MicroStrategy, uh, not micro, uh, Marathon, Riot. Um, yeah, actually. MSTR is there. You were just talking um, the about the stocks that didn't go up yesterday. Yeah. The the only thing that wasn't up yesterday was crypto. So what did they do? They went overnight. They're like, we better buy crypto because we got to find stuff that hasn't gone up. So this market just combing around trying to find whatever could that didn't go up yesterday, and they found the crypto. Stocks. Coinbase too. Chat mentioned Coinbase as well. All of them. Yes. Coinbase, nice little double bottom last two days. Look at this perfect double bottom, Joel. We talk about this stuff. 21322, 21323 oh. to the penny on a $213 stock. That is a nice double bottom. And you know what? Yeah. That coincides nicely with all those lows of 208, 210, 211. Major support down there, 210 on Coinbase. Um, I kind of liked it at 220, 230. Mm-hmm. I, I want it. 
pull it now. It just ran 20 bucks from there. But again, yeah. you know, you come in a little bit there. I think you have nice support. Support is very well defined down there. And if a couple people in chat mentioning this conference today that, that Kathy oh, yeah. company. Yeah, it's at, it's at noon Eastern. Uh, oh, there you go. I, I Catalyst. We had a catalyst. I we dropped the ball could, on mentioning well, I, I gotta confess, I, I didn't think it like this would happen because what it, it's just a conference that they're gonna talk about Bitcoin and it, I wonder if they're gonna talk good or dis, bad about dispel it. some of the narratives, right? Uh Elon and, and Dorsey and Kathy. Um is that really a reason? Maybe I guess it clearly it is. It is clearly. I mean, you look at the it's up eighteen seventy. I mean, they're gonna talk about it. What's Kathy's target on it? Uh, who can even ten remember? million? Who can remember? I don't know. I'm sorry. He's always got the crazy targets, so it's something crazy, probably like a, probably a million dollars. Pre-market still high. have a little piece of Bitcoin. Yeah. Little piece getting smaller. Uh, pre market, oh, yeah, 30, 3369. We got anything? Ah, let's keep it out. Let's just call 234 on the dailies. You haven't hit that yet. Uh, there is a four day high at 3447, and then it really opens up on the upside to 4745. So be careful there. There's only one really one daily high, and we didn't quite get there in the pre market. But that's my number 34, 23447 in Coinbase. SPs moving up. It's like that Triple D said they needed to with uh, too uh, the low. futures. Yeah, it got too low. To go All the stocks are green. You yeah. still got red tech, though. You still, a little this, bad. Not all bad. Give me one of these days. Is it, this is, I thought we, we had a I thought we were going to have an inside day, uh, just you know, on the parameters, and then they got a little juicy there when they took it up to thirty-eight fifty. So we'll see. Yesterday's high, the real high that we're looking at, was at twenty-nine even. So kind of a reset from the close from yesterday. All right. I guess clearly I was wrong because I did not think this was going to be a tradable event, and and it and it is. Oh, Spencer, don't All events are tradable. Well, no, because. The the Bezos space launch yesterday wasn't a super tradable event for for space stocks. I mean, it was well, they hit space that a little not bit public, but two it space moved around on it a little bit. I was watching; it was choppy on. It. I didn't know what to do. It's okay. like the space origins, like oh, it's a big success. Well, okay, well that's good for space travel, but oh, that's our competition. So exactly. it didn't really know what it wanted to do. Okay, it was fun to watch though. It was fun that was like all just you know fifteen minutes. Boom! I was like. I'm not trading at all, and usually that's a busy trading time. And I'm like so into this. I'm like, I'm like I should be paying attention. I know. To trading, but I, know. I couldn't do it. I had to just keep, you know, paying attention to what's going on there. But I'm glad it worked. You know, it's fun. I mean, this is fun. It's a space travel. Thing. It's fun. Yeah. 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 I don't know actually. if it's investable, but it's really fun. Uh, okay, uh, let's do a couple more, and then we will have Nate on, and we'll do. There's a bunch of tickers in chat that I've written down here uh, that I want to cover. Uh, let's look at. Uh, here's one that I want to look at. I want to look at uh, KRUS, okay? Uh, Kura Sushi. What is this? Jesus Christ. off the board. No, no, no. Well, here's why I want to look at it, all right? It's got it's had this huge run-up, all right? So they did what, you're, what you do when your stock goes crazy is you do an offering, right? You raise some money. They announced the pricing of the offering this morning, uh, 1.1 million shares at $45. Stock was at 54 yesterday. So they priced an offering nine dollars below where the stock was yesterday, 
and um, it's trading down this morning. But this is this one just made a ridiculous move in the last, and I don't know why. Probably a meme stock. Somebody posted a meme of some fish or something. It's a sushi company. No, I know, but like, why we were trying to figure it's out? Not, it's we not clearly really see it's a sushi I mean, company. I, I, it's not sushi company. No, it's not. What, it, what, it is, what, it is, what do they do? What it is? They it's make a low, sushi. It's a low float. It's a rest. It's a restaurant. Sushi restaurant company. Uh, it's a low float stock. Um, is probably why. But there are there are there are Japan style, um, Japanese style sushi restaurant that I appeared a couple years ago. Anyway, uh, huge. I've never traded the stock or heard of it. I've never heard of it either. What is the uh, what's the offering price? Forty. I I just said it's forty five. Forty five, and they're still they're bidding it, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. I, they don't typically trade down to where the offering is. Once they have a pop, there's uh, those offerings are like more like a floor, and they typically don't trade down to them. The only time they trade through them is when they're like offerings to like survive, not to grow. What about Viacom? <laughs> Exactly. Well, a, well, the other one was uh, X back in the day. I mean, those are offerings that they were struggling with. The companies were struggling then. So completely different story. Two types of offerings. One's to grow, one's to survive, or one's to capital because we need it type deal. And the, the ones to grow usually, you, like if you see a big stock pop or like we say a trial, drug trial, and then they have an offering, they're funding the next trial. This is just you know probably more to grow Same the thing. company because it's had a pretty good run here, taking advantage of a higher stock price, they typically don't trade down to the offering price. I, so, anyway, I'm, I know nothing about this company. I, I'd just say yeah. 45 is your level because that's where the offering price well, is. Well, I think they're in California. If you're ever in California, check it out. Uh, you know, it, it, it's got the conveyor belt, you know? the You know, you know what I'm talking Oh, really? Yeah, the conveyor belt style. Oh, really? The sushi just conveyors in front of you? Does that mean you want to buy the stock now? And yeah, you don't know how of, long it's been cool. sitting there. Now that you know cool. that, that kind of changes my Joel is immediately asking if you know how long the food is sitting there for. This <laughs> <laughs> he's going around the conveyor belt for days. Joel, people are breathing on your food as it as it as it goes on. But <laughs> think about that. I don't know about this conveyor belt system. You're right; it does sound cool, but not with a delta variant or a lambda lambda variant or whatever we have variants out there right now. Okay. Is Fetzer, you ever go to uh Benet Sushi? That's out by uh out by us. No. My girls love it, okay? okay. And there's this one kid that works there and like I give them like a hard like they met every time I go they mess up the order, you know, and I never check it out. So uh Dana went in there to pick up the order the other day and it was taking like a really long time. And this kid, Cole, looks at her and he goes, Man, if your dad was here, he'd be really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sorry, bad tangent. I, We're I, talking I, sushi. I, I just had to pick up that story. At least you're a loyal customer. Let's bring on our guest here, Nate Tobey from CompleteBankData.com. Um, Nate would have been on the show yesterday if I knew how to read my calendar, but apparently I don't. So he's on today. Nate, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. What? Don't feel so bad because I I was looking for the link and I'm like, maybe I just messed up on no, this. No, so you, it's you didn't mess not up. Not a big deal. I, I just can't read a calendar correctly. But uh, Nate, uh, asked you on here uh, to, to uh, give us your take on the banks. First, let's just start with last week as far as the numbers and we'll get to like the, the, the stocks and going forward uh, in a little bit. But as far as, as far as last quarter was concerned, as far as what the report said, anything jump out to you from the banks? I mean, yeah. So, you know, the biggest thing is um, a lot of banks were able to pull out things from their bag of tricks to make earnings. And um, so they were able to, you know, release reserves. They, um, 
you know, the bigger ones, it was like bond trading was down, equity trading was up, or, um, you know, there's lots of little levers to pull to still make the numbers they needed to make. Um, <clears throat> overall, though, the biggest thing is um, kind of in the vanilla uh, making loans and taking deposits. Deposits are up like crazy and uh, loans are pretty much flat and uh, demand is just there's just not a ton of loan demand. So um, I think it was Bank of America. They they noted like credit card spend was up like 16 percent, um, although balances were way down. Um, you know, there's just not there isn't the organic loan demand uh, typically from from business formation right now. So everyone is kind of, you know, they're all they're all working their same book of business. Um, there is not much net new activity going on. Okay, so what's the what should we be taking away from that? Tired of getting left behind on winning trades? Join Benzinga's free masterclass on July 24th to learn how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket. Featuring live interactive lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. To register for free, go to events.benzinga.com. Well, I mean, I, so I, I think I think there's a couple of things. The first is, um, you know, so right now, this is kind of like a no man's land, right? So it's still the summer. People are all out and about. Um, you know, we were trying to take a trip this past weekend and there's traffic at like, you know, one o'clock on a Friday. And my wife jokes like no one works anymore. And, you know, the roads are clogged. Uh, I don't know if that's going to last forever. I think um, a lot of places are going to start to bring people in in the fall enough that it's going to be more of uh, kind of a traditional experience. So there's that. D does that actually happen like like people expect? Uh, if it does, that's going to support a lot of office, you know, a lot of offices that are kind of on um, real shaky ground right now. Um, if that happens, I think that starts to get things kind of spinning back to uh, companies are going to look to expand. And, um, you know, typically a lot of these loans, it's it's expansion loans and it's also real estate loans. And so while the housing market is off the charts, uh, you don't see, you know, lots of new retail going up or giant tower projects because no one's sure what what is going to happen with that. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot more clarity in the fall once kind of the summer of freedom is over and we see actually how things, uh, you know, land and, and what what it's going to look like going forward. Um, you know, maybe maybe it continues as it is and people are still freaked out about this variant. I, I don't know. And that's there's just it's very murky. And a lot of people seem to be treading. Most banks are just treading water at this point. Nate, what's going on with that fan in the background? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's hot. It's hot. It's, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, it's like, but it's like, Joel. it's like, it's not. It's going around and then it stops and it goes around and it stops. Oh, but... it must be. You must have a slow internet connection. What, Joel? No, it's not stopping. <laughs> it's not stopping. <laughs> Joel's on dial up. There's a little blip there. <laughs> Not Joel's on dial up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But uh, Nate, I wanted to ask you. I mean, we got to This is the question: What's going on with? The, are we in an inflationary environment, or is growth slowing and we need rates to go down? I mean, the TLT. I mean, tell us. We need to know. I, well, I mean, I I think inflation's here, and I think it's it's going to keep creeping up. Um, and I don't think there's a ton of growth either, uh, which is kind of the the worst of both worlds. I mean, I I think 
realistically, uh, either inflation's going to just go out of control and, um, you know, we're going to get something at six, eight, ten percent and the Fed isn't going to be able to react. I think they're I think they are going to drag their feet as long as humanly possible so they don't have to raise rates, uh, even if rates should should appreciate at this point. Um, but even with low that? rates, there's a what? lot of there's a there's just not the organic business demand. That's that's the problem is. So, um, I mean, here's an example. So I, I'm in Pennsylvania. Um, I think there's like 15 million people in this state. Uh, let's just say, you know, seven, six, seven million households. Uh, there's about a million mortgages above uh, 3.75% that haven't refinanced yet, even with the low rates. So what, you know, that that's the tail kind of, but it's still, that's a sizable portion of the market that still hasn't moved, even with these low rates. So that's all that's left in terms of the refinance market, uh, you know, a couple hundred billion. And what's going to get those people to to do something? That's the hardest, you know, that that's the hardest market to, to move right there. Um, at this point, if they haven't done anything, it's the same with businesses. Everyone is, they're stuffing money in their deposit account and they are just not willing to to let go. So as far as the stock reaction and, and going forward, uh, is there anything that surprised you about that? Or was it fairly predictable? And how do you look at just the financial sector here? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it had a it's had an incredible run coming off, you know, a year ago when everyone thought that banks were dead. Um, I think that was an easier trade than now when when everything was, you know, left for dead. Now we're looking at something where, um, you know, if if this is an inflationary environment and banks are able to essentially pay no money on deposits because uh, the Fed keeps rates low, but they're able to lend at more of a market rate, I, they're going to kick it out of the park. Um, earnings are going to be great. And, um, you know, at the same time, it's going to be harder to find that next marginal loan. So every loan they do make is going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be harder and harder to make those loans. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people are going more towards that cash route, which, you know, if you saw yesterday's Square Bank, um, there's now a Square Bank. I was going to ask you about that, actually. I was going to ask you about the challengers, whether it's Square, yeah. whether it's SoFi, whether it's Robinhood is about to IPO in a couple of days here. Um, are there any of those that you like? PayPal? Yeah, I mean, Square yeah. Bank is, Square Bank's an awesome concept. So uh, you you swipe all your transactions from it. Let's just say you have a flower shop or something, right? So yep. you swipe all your transactions. They see your cash flow daily. They're able to make an intelligent loan, like a short-term loan to say, it's like, wow, you know, we see you buying uh, your inventory on the same account. We see the, the cash flow from customers on the same account. We could extend you a little bit of credit because we know, uh, you know, it's going to be six days of, of overlap where you, you need that. And they could see all that real time. Uh, they're also paying money on deposits. I think it's like a half a percent. Sure. And uh, that's a huge model. So to have everything in one spot and then your bank able to, to kind of scale things up and down as your business uh, you know, goes through seasonality, that's what businesses want. Right now, most banks have no idea what their customers are doing. They just see the number on the, you know, on the ledger essentially. So really? I think that model is, 
that models, it's great for a lot of small businesses. And um, I think it's, so what typically happens is there's a trailblazer and then all the, you know, someone will roll out this, this white labeled square bank product and everyone will adopt it. That's my, that's my take, but I like square. I think that's a great, they're doing something. They have the brand name recognition. There's something there that is, uh, it's really unique. Uh, going back, you were talking about uh, the mortgage industry. Uh, just any comments on uh, Rocket Mortgage or um, or uh, UWMC? Uh, I mean, these stocks, you had just a, the greatest environment, uh, housing market exploding, low interest rates, and those stocks couldn't, couldn't rally in that environment. Now, who knows? I mean, I don't see how the housing market can get any hotter. Uh, downgraded Rocky yesterday, took it down to 16 and rebound. Uh, any outlook on those stocks that are directly affected by interest rates? I, I have the I have the same question as you. I mean, we we talk to non-bank lenders uh, like Rocket, and um, you know, when we ask what are you going to do when when rates rise, it's just silence. Uh, there's no you know there's no answer to that, right? So how do you how do you get someone to borrow money at 6% on a house. Uh, and now the house price, instead of being 500,000 is only 380,000. That's a tough sell. And, um, you know, so we actually had, we, we had one of our employees do a study on this and non-bank lenders went from, uh, it was like 80 or 90% of the market in 2003 to 4% of the market in 2008. So, uh, it was quite a washout and they're now back around 70% um in terms of mortgage lending so it's you know it's a extremely extremely choppy industry and that's the when rates rise uh rocket is going to be having the hardest time in the world um if they could make it through to the other side there's probably going to be another boom and they're going to ride that wave and um just it's extremely cyclical like that but right. yeah, there's, uh, you know, most of the rocket will do well. They, a lo- I've heard from a lot of banks, they love their model. A lot of banks actually sell loans to rocket and, or buy them from rocket. Um, it'll be the smaller ones. So, you know, when you're driving down the highway in your local city and it's, uh, you know, red Oak mortgage company, something like that. And they're doing a billion and a half of new mortgages right now. They probably won't exist. Uh, here's a good one from James in the chat that I forgot about. Uh, Nate, one more just before I let you go. Your thoughts on Wells Fargo getting rid of of, of uh, personal lending uh, or, or uh, lines of credit? That was interesting. Yeah, I, so look, uh, kind of anyone in the industry knows Wells Fargo is the patsy at the table. And um, they have made a lot of moves that are so questionable the past couple of years that everyone's been scratching their heads. So uh, they moved all of their commercial relationship managers out of their local branches to a call center in Missouri. So if you had a $5 million line of credit for your business, instead of being able to pick up the phone and talk to someone who knows what your business is, uh, you're now talking to a 22 year old who's trying to manage, you know, dozens of these and you get a different person every time. Uh, I mean, we've, it's great for us because we've had so many clients who say we just want to find Wells Fargo loans because we're going to pick off all their customers. So I, I hope they keep tripping up. Um, you know, 
they, they've been doing it with everything. Their idea is to centralize all of these back office things. And in doing so, um, all they're doing is making customers angry. All right. Uh, Nate Tobik is, uh, he runs completebankdata.com. You can, his Twitter handle is up on the screen right now. It's at Oddball Stocks. He's also the author of the Bank Investor's Handbook. Nate, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot. We'll have you back on again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a great day. Nate's always dropping knowledge, and we appreciate it. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune into the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.